Yes, uh, businesses, uninsured businesses in particular, are being told to plan for a rainy day, quite literally, as insurance premiums are likely to rise following the devastating Auckland floods. The head of the Insurance Brokers Association, Mel Gorham, says insurers were scrutinising their flood risk policies even before the latest event. She says insurance premiums could rise and insurance may become more difficult to get as the damage across the region becomes clear. Mel Gorham says businesses need to avoid an all-or-nothing approach. Whether that be that perhaps they need to take higher excesses, they can look at that, or that there might be some, some form of reduced cover that they could take, which means in the event of a serious event, they had some insurance there that could get them back on their feet, as opposed to perhaps they could withstand smaller type events or different type events. So it's not a one-size-fits-all. And if people are seriously considering going without insurance, I would very strongly recommend that they speak to a professional. Mel Gorham says a lot of small businesses are being financed or have mortgages held over business owners' homes, and it could trickle down to missing mortgage payments. That's an issue to take up with banks, um, most of whom have uh, put some policies in place to assist those affected. And speaking of insurance claims uh, for the flooding, more than 12,000 are now being received by the main insurance companies, IAG, Suncorp and Tower. IAG's latest tally is more than uh, 7,200. About half of them are for home damage, about half for contents, vehicles and businesses. Suncorp's uh, last tally was around 3,000 claims and Tower said 1,900 claims have been lodged with them, although that tally is set to rise. Hospitality group Saver plans to raise three and a quarter million dollars to bring in new investors and pay down debt. It's planning to issue five new shares for every 44 currently held at a price of 42.9 cents each. That's an 11% discount or a near 11% discount to yesterday's closing price. The company's chief executive, Lucian Law, says the company's eyeing growth with new investment. I think we've got some great brands um, like Amano and, and NSP and our, our Japanese business that, that I think we can, um, we can grow those. So we'll be looking at opportunities of, um, with landlords and, and with buildings that come available to, to grow those in different places. Well, last year, the company raised a couple of million dollars through private placements to fund the building of a couple of Auckland establishments. Another company that has already raised money is the fintech firm Henry. It says it's poised for growth with a fresh injection of cash to develop projects and it hopes to double staff numbers. The company, which has an online accounting platform, raised $35 million, bringing the total amount to funds re- of funds raised to nearly $60 million over the past five years. Henry co-founder James Fuller says the demand for the product, designed with sole traders in mind, is rapidly growing. Particularly for a business like ourselves, in the current economic climate, uh, sole traders in general are looking for ways to optimize efficiency. They're looking for ways to um, to really make the most of, of what they are doing and make the most of their skills. And, and that means for a service like Henry that, that is saving sole traders hundreds of dollars and, and hundreds of hours a year, you know, it's a natural fit that actually, you know, what, what we're seeing is a huge demand for our service um, on both sides of the Tasman. James Fuller says Henry has about 85 staff in New Zealand and Australia at the moment, and they hope to grow that to about 150 by the end of the year. 
Well, cryptocurrencies have gone into the new year, bruised and battered after last year, as well as the hit to the reputation as investment assets uh, after episodes such as the collapse of FTX. Well, cryptocurrency investment analyst Matt Hogan of Bitwise Asset Management expects the short-term outlook for cryptocurrencies to be volatile but mildly positive, while the long-term outlook is for strong gains. He says one reason for the optimism is that investors and their advisors haven't gone away, even if they preferred to sit on the sidelines. Of course, the investors are worried about volatility. They're worried about regulation, and rightly so. But they're still interested in thinking about allocating to this market. It's one of the reasons, one of the contributing factors why I think we'll end the year substantially higher than we are today. These investors are on the sidelines The bear market didn't scare them away. Their advisors are getting more educated and more and more of them are allocating into this space. So far this year, Bitcoin, which is the main cryptocurrency, has gained about 40 percent, currently trading around the 23,000 US dollars a coin level. That equates to 35,000 New Zealand dollars. Of course, you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin if you don't want. Matt Hogan says the more defensive investors are not buying the currencies, but instead they're investing in funds which take stakes in cryptocurrency miners and traders. Let's catch up and see how financial markets are performing. I'm joined by Andrew Cathy of Craig's Investment Partners. Kira to you, Andrew. Kira, Giles. We've had a a solid uh, January for the local share market. How's it looking to end the month? Yeah, look, it's struggling today. It's uh, down 25 points. We're about one-fifth of a percent at 12,008 points. Any notable moves? Look, not really. A2 Milk's off five cents at seven dollars forty-one. Auckland Airport off for eight dollars forty-one. Chorus unchanged at eight dollars thirty-four. Contacts down seven at seven eighty-one. Right, uh, looking at Australia, just opened. How have they looked? Hello, Andrew. It looks. It looks like we've uh, lost Andrew. The string between us has broken. We'll try and tie a new knot and get him back on the line. But one other bit of news that we can tell you about this lunch hour. NZ Automotive Investments ended last year on a brighter note, increasing its share in the used car market. Its market share in the third quarter ended December, up nearly half a percent from a year ago to 7%. uh, Despite the overall New Zealand used car market falling by nearly 10%. It seems that uh, it says it's two cheap cars brand is increasingly relevant in the tough economic environment. This says sales of battery, electric and hybrid vehicles have almost doubled year on year. Now, last year it was a turbulent year for NZ Automotive amid boardroom ructions. Well, it looks like we've got a little bit of telecommunications freeze there. We can't resume our uh, our financial market report. I can tell you that the Australian market, when I last looked, was slightly positive uh, in the first few minutes of trading. New Zealand dollar has been holding up reasonably steady at around 64.7 US cents, 91.3 Australian and around just under 52 British pence. Of course, all eyes looking at a crop of central bank uh, announcements that are due this week, including the Federal Reserve, uh, the European Central Bank, uh, and we expect also um, one of the other big European central banks to report. Uh, And we'll uh, update those market numbers at around uh, half past five.